Welcome to Heart to Heart with Ham. During our podcast, I will bring awareness to mental illnesses that millions of people all around the world struggle with every day. I interview different people who struggle with these illnesses and give them an opportunity to share their story. During this episode, I will interview our special guest, Holden Caulfield, and the mental disorder, borderline personality disorder, and how it affects him daily. So please welcome Holden, everybody. Hi, everybody. Holden, thanks so much for joining us today. So we know that you have this disorder called borderline personality disorder. Could you just explain this a little bit more so we can have a better understanding of what it is? Okay, so borderline personality disorder is a mental disorder um, that is characterized by unstable moods, um, like different behaviors, and um, unstable relationships. So that's basically what's been affecting my life for the past couple years. Oh, that's really hard. So Holden, how did your character have to deal with these negative symptoms throughout the book so for example when my brother Ali died it was hard for me to control my anger and with my parents it's hard for me to have a stable relationship with them when I know that they have really high expectations for me yeah yeah I totally agree I feel like you were kind of at a negative state of mind throughout the book because you had this disorder but no one else really understood what you were going through so you kind of had to deal with it on your own but on top of that you had all the pressures of growing up so it was just really hard when your parents weren't really there for you and you felt like you had to be this perfect person when really it was really hard for you so also I noticed that you wore your red hunting hat throughout the book Was this just by coincidence or for fun, or did it have a deeper meaning in your life? So the red hunting hat that I um, wrote about in uh, most scenes is uh, basically I used it for as like a security blanket if I was in an uncomfortable situation or if I just felt like um, I was abandoned or alone, I would put the hat on. And for some reason, it just made me feel like I wasn't exactly alone. Yeah, that's so interesting. Also, I was wondering, why did you decide to write this book anyways? Um, So I wrote this book because it was kind of, at first for me, it was a journal. It was a way for me to get my emotions on paper. And um, it was kind of like a release for me. And then also, uh, I wanted to... <laughs> I wanted to write the book so that it could help other people who are dealing with things um, just like I was in my life. Yeah, that seems like a really unique and cool way to express yourself. So also, since you wrote this book, why did you decide to end it the way you did? I felt like you ended it so abruptly and kind of out of the blue. I expected a lot more to come from the book, but it just kind of ended really quickly. And why did you do this? Um, so I ended the book the way I did because I think at that point I was done telling my story of struggle and then I finally chose to grow up and become an adult instead of living in the past. Yeah, that's really cool. So Holden, how did your disorder progress throughout the novel? So in the beginning of the novel, I was kind of 
um, conflicted with my life and I didn't um, want to face the fact that I had to grow up. Um, and then it kind of got progressively worse as the um, book goes on because um, I was making bad decisions and um, it wasn't benefiting me. Towards the end, I kind of realized that I needed to grow up a little bit more because um, in one of the scenes towards the end, uh, I decided not to go on the carousel and that was kind of me showing um, that I was going to leave childhood in the past. Yeah. That's really interesting, actually. So did the carousel pretty much just kind of symbolize you leaving your childhood behind and kind of embracing your adult life, leaving your innocence behind and kind of showing that you don't need to go on the carousel like you're not this little kid anymore, like you need to grow up? Yeah, that was kind of me um, finally moving on a little bit and realizing that I needed to grow up. Wow. Okay, so I'm just going to ask you a few questions about the different symptoms and how they relate to you in your life. So, one, I just thought it was really interesting when you were insisting Sally to marry you and run away with you so abruptly. How might this have been affected by your disorder? I felt um, an extreme urge to marry um, Sally because I have really extreme mood swings which is part of my disorder I go from wanting to marry her and then like a couple minutes later I was um really annoyed by her because she was saying things that were very fake so that kind of just shows how I can go from um having extreme emotions like not just liking someone but loving them and wanting to marry them to almost hating them yeah yeah I felt like you were very like abrupt with asking her to marry you like you barely called her up she was an old friend and you randomly were like let's go get married and go to Nebraska and I think that had a lot to do with your disorder because you just kind of felt this random like urge to say this even though you didn't really even mean it and it's probably really hard to have to deal with that and just either hold back or even just going back to the things you've said to people when you were just caught up in your emotions that weren't even really true so another question I have for you was another symptom of this specific disorder is randomly initiating conversations with people when and why might you do this in your day-to-day life um so I can be socially awkward at times but um, then I all of a sudden get a certain urge to start conversations with people because I know that um, they won't judge me as much as people who truly know me. So I feel like I can just um, talk to them a lot easier than I do people that actually know me because they w- I have a fear of them um, judging me as a person. Yeah, I noticed that one instance in the book, you randomly went up to some girls and were talking to them, even though you didn't even know them, and kind of just started talking to them. And this really can be a positive, like, part of your personality, just being able to, like, go up to people and talk to people. That kind of shows a lot of confidence. But at the same time, I think it also kind of symbolizes the way that you want to be able to talk to people you don't know because... The people you do know will judge you because they know what you've had in your life and how you're not as good compared to other people in your life. 
I also noticed that it seemed really conflicting when you'd like avoid your parents but try and get in touch with other friends. Why might this connect to your disorder? So I feel like my friends understand me a lot more and my parents um, don't quite understand me because um, I avoided them out of fear that they would be disappointed in me for getting kicked out of boarding school. And I think I just didn't want to face the reality of life. Yeah, I completely understand. I feel like a lot of times, even without disorders, people will cut off communication with people just to kind of have the higher ground. Like, oh no, I'm the one who stopped things and not have the sadness of others cutting it off with them. And I think especially with this disorder, it amplifies it so much more because you are so afraid constantly that people are going to stop talking to you or not care about you or judge you that you don't want to have to deal with that. So you just cut others off first. You don't have to deal with it. So another common symptom I noticed that you have throughout your book is that you had so many unstable relationships with people that you actually loved. Why did you do this and how may you have expressed this in your life? So um, I tend to judge people very quickly. Uh, I, when I meet people, I mostly think everyone's phony and fake. I have unstable relationships with um, most people, especially my parents, because uh, they just don't understand me. And um, whatever I do, they don't usually agree with me because they set really high expectations for me. Because my brother DB uh, graduated and was really good, and then he's in Hollywood now. And now, and then my brother Ali, he was a genius before he died so I have really high expectations set for me and it's hard for me to keep a stable relationship with my family and parents when I know I can't meet those expectations. Yeah comparison can a lot of the time ruin relationships because you're busy like comparing yourself to people you really care about and that can affect the way that you interact with others. So I understand that you almost use a prostitute when you were in your hotel room why might you have been so close to trying this impulsive and risky behavior, knowing the negative effects of this in your life? Um, I wanted to do this, I think, because in the moment I wanted attention because I don't get attention very often from girls. And I wanted to try something new and rebellious um, and kind of live on the wild side for a moment and not get in trouble for it because I didn't have parents around telling me what to do. Um, but then I realized that later on, I realized that, um, I didn't go through with it because, uh, I knew it was a bad decision to make and it wasn't going to help benefit me or help me at all. Yeah, I totally understand. So final question, why is it so hard for you to control your anger? And can you give me an example of when you had a hard time controlling your anger? Um, it's hard for me to control my anger because... Um, when I get um, really mad, it completely consumes me and I can't control it. That's part of my disorder where I'm just completely angry and I feel no other emotion. Um, it's like a whole new person takes over. And then an example of when this happened was I think it mostly started when my brother Ali died. I um, snapped and couldn't be controlled and went into like a rage and started hitting things. 
Yeah, I'm sure that was really difficult because Ali was so close to you and when you lost him, it was kind of like you lost someone who understood the way you lived your life because your siblings, like, there are people who kind of understand everything that you're going through because you have the same parents, you pretty much live the same lives, but even when he was gone, I feel like you also started getting more, like, angry at Phoebe more often because, like, when she asked if she could come with you, like, to when you were gonna go leave, you were expressing, like, a lot of anger towards her, and you were saying, like, give me your bag, no, and, like, shut up, and I think that it made her really sad because you were being so mean to her, but really, it was just your disorder, and She just was trying to do this thing out of love, but you just didn't take it the right way. Okay, that's it for the interview today. Thank you so much, Holden, for coming and interviewing with us today. Uh, Thank you for having me and letting me uh, share my story with you. Yes, of course. I hope you do well in life. Thanks for listening to Holly. Come and join us next week.